Mark chapter 6, verses 14 through 29. Verses 14 through 29. And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works did show forth themselves in him. Others said that it is Elijah, and others said that it is a prophet, or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, It is John, whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy, and observed him, and when he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee, and when the daughter of the said Herodias came in, and danced, and pleased Herod, and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he swore unto her, Whatsoever she shall ask of me, I will give it thee, until half of my kingdom. And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came straight away with haste unto the king, and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake, and for the sake of those which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner, and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head in a charger, and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse, and laid it in a tomb. Burkett notes, The history of John the Baptist's death is here recorded by the evangelist, as St. Matthew had done before. Chapter 14, 1 and 2. Here we have particulars further observable. 1. The character and description of a zealous and faithful minister. He is one that deals plainly and dares tell the greatest persons of their faults. Herod, though a king, is reproved by the Baptist for his incest in taking his brother's wife. The crown and scepter of Herod could not daunt the faithful messenger of God. There ought to meet in the ministers of God both courage and impartiality. Courage in fearing no faces, impartiality in sparing no sins. Observe, too, who it was that commanded the Baptist to be beheaded. It was Herod the king, whom he had reproved. How sad it is when kings, who should be nursing fathers to the church, do prove the bloody butchers of the prophets of God. The severest persecutions which the prophets of God have fallen under are usually occasioned by their telling great men of their crimes. Men in power are impatient of reproof, and imagine that their authority gives them a license to transgress. Observe 3. The time of the Baptist's death. It was upon Herod's birthday. It was an ancient custom among the eastern kings to celebrate their birthdays. Pharaoh did so, Genesis 40, and Herod here, but both with blood. Yet these personal sins do not make the practice unlawful 
when we solemnize our birthdays with thankfulness to our Creator and Preserver and recommend ourselves by prayer to His gracious providence and protection for the remainder of our days, this is an act of piety and religion. But Herod's birthday was kept with reveling, with feasting, with music and dancing, all of which were made sinful to him by the circumstances which did attend it. Great men's feasts and frolics are too often the season and occasion of much sin. Observe 4. The instigators and promoters of the Holy Baptist's death, Herodias and her daughter. Lord, how deadly is the malice of souls debauched with lust. Imprisonment would not satisfy them. They must have his blood. Resolute sinners, who are mad upon their lusts, run furiously upon their opposers and resolve to bear down all opposition they meet with in the gratification of their unlawful desires. Observe 5. With what great reluctance Herod consented to this villainy, the king was exceedingly sorry. Wicked men oftentimes sin with a troubled and disturbed conscience. There is a mighty struggle betwixt their reason and their lusts. But at last they master their consciences and choose rather to gratify their lusts than to obey their reason. So did Herod hear. For notwithstanding his sorrow, he commands the act. He sent and beheaded John in prison. Observe 6. The motive and inducements which prevailed with Herod to behead this holy man. 1. The conscience of his oath. Nevertheless, for his oath's sake. See his hypocrisy. He made scruple out of a rash oath who made no scruple of real murder. See here not only the folly, but great impiety of rash vows, especially in ignorant persons who think themselves obliged by them, whereas it is their duty first to repent of them and then break them as fast as they can. St. Chrysostom says, Herod might have spared the Baptist's head and yet kept his oath to Herodias, for he swore to give her only half of his kingdom and the head was worth more than his whole kingdom. 2. Respect to his reputation, not only for his oath's sake, but for them that sat with him. They heard him promise, and will be witness of his inconstancy if he do not perform. Insisting upon punctilios of honor has hazarded the loss of millions of souls. 3. His great unwillingness to discontent Herodias and her daughter. O vain and foolish hypocrite, who dreaded the displeasing of a wanton mistress more than the offending of God and conscience. Observe 7. These bloody women do not only require the Baptist to be beheaded, but that his head be brought in a charger to them. What a dish was here to be served up at a prince's table on his birthday, a dead man's head swimming in blood. How prodigiously insatiable is cruelty and revenge. Herodias did not think herself safe till John was dead. She would not think him dead till his head was off, and would not believe his head was off till she had it in her hand. Revenge never thinks it has made sure enough. Oh, how cruel is a wicked heart that could take pleasure in a spectacle of so much horror. Methink I see how that holy head was tossed upon Herod's table by impure and filthy hands. That true and faithful tongue, those sacred lips, those chaste eyes, those mortified cheeks, are now insultingly handled by a lewd and incestuous harlot and made a scorn to Herod's drunken guests. Observe 8. That neither the holiest of the prophets nor the best of men are more secure from violence than from natural death. The holy Baptist, who was sanctified in the womb, conceived and born with so much miracle, lived with so much venerance and observation, is now at midnight obscurely murdered in a close prison.
Observe 9. That it is as true a martyrdom to suffer for duty as for faith. He dies as truly a martyr that dies for doing his duty as he that dies for professing his faith and bearing witness to the truth. Observe 10. How far men may go in religion and yet be far enough from saving grace. They may reverence God's ministers, believe them to be holy and just men, hear them with delight and pleasure, protect and defend them from their opposers. They may reform, they may do many things, and yet be far from the kingdom of God. Herod did all this. He knew John to be a holy and just man, reverenced and respected him, guarded him and kept him safe from Herodias's malice. For though he was imprisoned before, yet Herod suffered none to hurt him, but hurt him often with pleasure and delight. Wicked and unregenerate men may be so affected with the word of God as to become protectors and defenders of those that dispense it, and yet receive no saving advantage by it. The plain and powerful preaching of the word may win upon and prevail with an unregenerate man to perform many good duties and to forsake many known sins, and yet may he, after all, remain under the power of hypocrisy. Nay, from Herod's example we may learn that a wicked man may take some pleasure and delight in hearing the word preached, either the generality of the truths asserted or the novelty of the notions delivered or the wit and fancy, the graceful elocution and delivery of the preacher may create a present delight, but it is neither a spiritual delight nor an abiding delight. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. When his disciples heard of it, that is, the disciples of John, hearing that their holy master was thus barbarously murdered, they took up his dead body and decently interred it. Learn hence that the faithful servants of God are not ashamed of the sufferings of the saints, but will testify their respect unto them, both living, dying, and dead. The disciples of John gave their master an honorable and respectful burial, fearing neither Herod's power nor Herodias's malice.